welcome to Maiden Speech. My name is Monica Ferguson, portrait photographer and self-love advocate from New Zealand. Each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to uplift and empower you. Thanks for hanging out. Now let's get into it. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Maiden Speech. You're with Monica. And firstly, I would like to apologize for the lateness of this podcast. I do enjoy being punctual. However, I'm also not going to create a boring podcast just for the sake of it. I only ever want to create things that have power, have impact, have meaning, not just me rambling on for half an hour. So this week, I was a little bit stumped and I had some ideas and things like that. But yesterday I was driving and the perfect topic came to me. And so for anyone that knows me, I'm obsessed with signs and I look for meaning in everything. I mean, I'm a creative for crying out loud, but I'm also a musician on top of being a photographer. So I'm obsessed with words and songs in particular. So I was listening to the song and I'd, I haven't heard it for ages. It's a song called Brand New. And the last time I'd heard it, I had this flashback to about a year ago when I was driving home and I was really upset. I think I was probably crying. I was in a really, really different position and like my business, I wasn't sure if it was working. I lacked so much confidence. I didn't really think that I was a very good photographer. I kind of knew that it made people happy, but I didn't back myself. I didn't see myself clearly. You know, I saw the negative things. I saw what was wrong, never what was right. And so when you're looking through that lens, you're going to see only the negative things, right? And as you focus on the negative, more negative things are going to come. And so I was listening to the song, and I'd ask the universe for a sign. And the song came on, and it's called Brand New, and it's all about how things are brand new. You know, things are good, things are turning into amazingness kind of thing and so I was like well you know I hope this is right kind of thing in my state at the time and yesterday I asked the universe for a sign and the song came on and I was drawn to a different part of the song this time which was a particular lyric which was about how for the first time in a long time I am not afraid that was the lyric and I like immediately welled up and I was like, isn't that exactly what I needed to hear? Because that ex exactly sums up me now and the last year, which was being afraid, which was being scared, you know, and I mean, I still have my moments of being scared, you know, but overall, I'm not looking at things through this fear-based thing of what will go wrong and why I am wrong, you know? It's the exact opposite. It's what what could go right. Like what are my big ideas, my big, big ideas and surrounding myself with people who don't think I'm crazy when I talk about these massive things, these massive visions, going to Paris and doing dream photo shoots, you know, photographing celebrities, whatever it may be, writing books or, you know, that sort of thing. People go, that is awesome. I can totally see you doing that. And as I was sort of reflecting on this yesterday, I was thinking about today's podcast and how this will be the topic about having your own back, right? Because I feel like, especially in New Zealand, we are very, very bad at celebrating ourselves and also at seeing ourselves clearly. You know, we are so focused on going through the checklist of life, but also we're taught to be not negative, but, you know, the tall poppy syndrome thing. We're not meant to stand out. We're not meant to shine. We're not meant to be bold and out there and, you know, and so like loving yourself. I mean, that would be out of the question, wouldn't it? 
And one of my business coaches, I was reading something that she had written a couple of weeks ago, and it really made me check myself because she was sharing this really personal sort of internal dialogue she'd had with herself when she'd slipped into a moment of feeling really insecure about herself and her abilities. And she she was talking about how she was reminding herself about how she's an amazing coach and she'd written this, right? And as I read it, I remember being sort of slightly taken aback at, whoa, like she would say that out loud, she would put that out there. And then being like, of course, what is wrong with you, Monica? That is exactly a powerful example of how it should be. We should be able to say, I am an amazing photographer. I'm an amazing speaker, whatever. I'm an amazing coach, you know? I'm such a sweet friend. I'm whatever. My husband is lucky to be married to me, whatever it may be. But for us to actually connect with that, for us to actually have our own backs, to be our own cheerleaders, to celebrate who we are, all of the good things, all of the powerful things, all of the growth and all of the pain that we've gone through, you know, because we're pushing, we're growing. Why aren't we actually stopping to look back and say, holy heck, I have come such a long way. Instead of constantly looking at, oh, but I'm still not there, I'm not there, I'm not there. The thing is, we're never going to get there, right? Because there is always changing. If we can't sit today as we are and be really kind to ourselves, really positive and be able to look back without looking at regrets, because everyone has things that they probably would do differently, but everything shapes us you know so you wouldn't be who you are without those mistakes those things that you perceive to be mistakes so how then could you change that inner voice of your own how do you actually speak to yourself when something goes right in your life when you do something amazing do you sit back and say that is incredible I'm so talented look at how far I've come my work is beautiful I'm making such an impact on other people or do you go, oh, that was lucky, or it wasn't as good as the one from last week, or whatever, you know? And I really see the impact of this in my studio, and in particular around, is how we connect our worthiness, our self-value to our appearance. And I mean, you know, people make a lot of money off us being insecure, so that we buy a lot of stuff, right? But Every single person who has come into my studio has said something negative about themselves. And there's one person who, whenever I speak about this, she's like, oh, I didn't. No, she didn't say it, but she showed it to me in other ways. And her inability to just sit and be present without like a big smile, you know, that's her, her way of hiding and or her way of masking herself. Everyone else has actually come in and said, can you make me skinny and pretty? I hope you've got a magic wand. Oh, you're gonna need Photoshop for this one. I'm so old, I look like my mother. My tooth is awful, so then they won't smile properly. That sort of thing. Every single person. And isn't that crazy that we've created this environment which is about you reconnecting back to yourself and feeling the most beautiful, yet every person comes in and criticizes themselves. And so it's a matter of reversing that and then pulling out this beauty and showing it back to them. But wouldn't it be awesome if we were doing that for ourselves? If it didn't take me to come in and take three hours to force you to acknowledge and see your own beauty, you know? What would that be like? And then how is that affecting 
everything. You know, how often do we criticize our physical appearances in a day versus say something positive? And based on whose ideal? It's changing all the time. You know, you see these pictures of what was beautiful in different decades, you know? Look at it, look at how much is changing and who even knows what that means now, right? You've got like, let's look at the Kardashians. You've got Kim Kardashian type, then you've got the Kendall Jenner type. Well, apparently those are both beautiful. Those are extreme opposites. And then there's everyone else in the world who's different. And that is the point. The thing about, about us feeling beautiful is that we have to acknowledge that we are not born to be the same as anyone else. You know, is it Dr. Seuss that said, why fit in when you were born to stand out? That's it, you were literally born to be one of a kind. Your fingerprint was the first part of that. So can we start then, honestly, being consciously aware of the way that we speak to ourselves and therefore the impact that that's going to have on other people? Because if you walk around feeling too fat, too old, like you haven't, you're not in life where you thought you should be. How does that then affect, you go home, let's say you've got kids, let's say you're married. What kind of energy are you taking home? And you know, how do we show up in the world? If I went to photo shoots focused on how fat I am, how unattractive I am, how other photographers locally are better than me, what kind of energy would I then be able to pull out of my clients if I was sitting in that energy, you know? It doesn't work, it doesn't work at all. And all of us have such a powerful ability to start changing that voice in our heads because it feels like we're all waiting for something that we think is going to make everything better, that is going to make our lives better, us better. And we're missing the most obvious thing, which is that we are all absolutely incredible right now, as we are. But how often do you remind yourself of that? Have you ever reminded yourself of that? Versus, you know, if you have a friend that comes, let's say she's been dating a loser. We've all been there. But let's say your friend has been dating a loser and said loser said something awful to her. How powerfully would you work to make her feel better about that? Versus if someone says something awful to us, we accept it straight away. Someone could, you know, people could say nine good things and there's one bad. Every time we go for the negative one. It's like we give that one more power. It's like we think deep down that we've got this sort of narrative running through our lives that everything is bad. And so when we get confirmation of that, when we see ourselves in a crappily lit, you know, dressing room with bad light, we go, oh, that's right, that's me, because it, look, it looks crap, it's, it's bad light, it makes you look bigger, like, come on. You know, but we go, oh yeah, that's validation. But if you see a beautiful portrait of yourself, you're more likely going to say, oh, that was probably photoshopped. Not even probably. People say that to me. I had a client come in, actually two sisters come in, and it was one of the hardest shoots I've ever had to do because they had this belief that they were hideous, basically. And so every time I would do something that went against that belief, they would have a reason why, right? When they came back interview their photos after the shoot, they brought their husbands with them. And I realized that that voice in their head was their husband's voice, who sat there 
and looked at these beautiful portraits of their wives and absolutely ripped them to shreds. And it was hideous. And I was so shocked at the time, I didn't even know what to do. Now though, if that happened again, I would, I would absolutely throw that person out of my studio. Absolutely. But that's the thing, right? We have to be our own cheerleaders. We have to be. And how can we do that if we don't deeply, truly know, understand, and love ourselves? And as much as that phrase, loving yourself, I feel like it gets thrown around all the time. I'm not talking about bubble baths. I'm talking about a, a healthy respect, a healthy ability to acknowledge everything crap that you've overcome, your strengths, your greatest, deepest qualities, how kind you are, how creative you are. Acknowledging the things that are there and have always been there, but we just don't allow ourselves to go there. That is what self-love is. Self-love is loving yourself enough to know that going through painful changes and letting friends go that aren't very good to you, even though it hurts, that is what love is. That's allowing yourself to go to the next level. And this is something that I've been working on with my coaches for the last couple of years really, really seriously. And it's making a huge difference. But self-love is painful and it's unpleasant. And sometimes you're ugly crying in the shower. And other days you just feel awful. And you've just got to let these, you know, as you allow yourself to truly feel things, that we try and run from, you know? <laughs> Truly allow yourself to go back and, and tap into and heal things that have hurt you in the past. And it then no longer has power over you, right? And every time that you do something like that and you acknowledge to yourself, awesome. Like I'm proud of myself for actually sitting with that and feeling through it and talking about it with my friends and processing it and releasing it as opposed to just having a couple of beers after work every night and, and pretending everything's fine. It takes courage. It takes guts to do that. It takes so much guts to actually feel the pain and allow yourself to change and develop and grow and then to sit back and actually celebrate yourself and all these things that you've come through. Most people don't do it, you know? Most people would listen to this and think I was crazy. And that's fine. That's not who I'm talking to, you know? I'm talking to you, the one that, that is finding value in this because you know this is true. You know that you are divine. You know that you are here for something way bigger and that you have so much more potential in you. And you need someone to just remind you of that. So here I am. Here I am. And I'm going to continue to remind you guys of these things. And in doing so, I'm reminding myself as well. Because everything that I'm saying to you guys, it's a conversation I've already had with myself. That's where this inspiration is coming from. And I think it's so awesome that we can connect together and have these conversations and remind ourselves that actually the current, the status quo is not working. It doesn't work you know, it's all about not being good enough. What good does that do? None of us are embracing and stepping into our power or our true potential. Like if someone sat on your shoulder all day and told you how fat and old you were and how dumb you were, whatever it is, often I think lots of these voices and things that we have in our head, they came from someone else and then we've internalized them. 
And then, once you do that, then you're going to see evidence of it everywhere. And you're going to ignore the evidence to the contrary. But if you had someone sitting on your shoulder speaking to you like that, would you punch them in the face? Probably. You would most definitely delete them off Facebook, wouldn't you? Yet, we're our biggest enemies and we need to be our biggest cheerleaders. We need to have our own backs. And as we do that, as we can actually see ourselves clearly, forget appearance. Because if you actually wanted to see the good things about you, you could. If you started looking, what is right about me? What is attractive about me? What is beautiful about me? You would find those things, but you never ask yourself those questions. Now, if you did, if you had got yourself to a point where you were actually speaking to yourself nicely, most of the time even, and celebrating yourself and believing in yourself and knowing that you deserve, you know, you don't, actually don't have to earn anything. You don't have to earn respect. Who you are right now is more than good enough to be treated with love and respect by other people and especially yourself. So if you actually believed that, how differently would you show up in your own life? Are there certain people in your life right now that you would just give the flick straight away? This is a big thing that I'm working on at the moment. And I've started looking at the way that I feel around certain people. So even the thought of going to see someone. I reckon everyone has friends who they text you and, oh, we need to catch up. And you're like, oh. And you're like, oh, yeah. And so you reluctantly make plans and you see them every now and then because you're old friends therefore you feel some sort of requirement to show up for them and then you see them and it's kind of fake because you don't really like them and you feel like they they don't really support you at all so it's kind of you're like why why are they even here then you go home and you're drained and you're like oh why do I do this to myself but then four months later you get another message and you do it again and I've been looking at my inner circle, my friends, family, everyone, and really feeling into how do I feel? What does my gut say? Do I get excited to go and see them? Or do I actually feel like they drain me, they're toxic, they do not support me, they have no interest in my life, they never show up when it counts, they don't even show up when it doesn't count. What am I doing? And one of the best things I've ever heard, and it's, it's so good that I can't even remember who said it, but um, I was watching Super Soul Sunday quite a while, a while ago now, and Oprah was speaking with this author, and she was talking about never putting ourselves in a position to betray ourselves, and it's one of the most powerful things I've ever heard, because now, when I find myself in those situations, feeling yuck like that, it's always because I have put myself in that position, right? We're quick to blame. It's very easy to do that. But at the end of the day, there's no power in that. Other people are who they are. They're going to do what they're going to do. But if we continue to enable a relationship, we continue to show up to pretend, then that's actually us putting ourselves in that situation. And it's probably just because we want to avoid some discomfort. But what impact does that have? 
that is not us having our own backs. It's, it's us betraying ourselves. It's us saying to ourselves, your time is not that important. Your happiness is not that important. You are not that important. Um, who do you think you are that you can just get rid of these friends? Well, who do we think we are? We understand that our time is precious. We have big things that we're working on. We have big dreams that we're going after. And actually every bit of energy that you invest and spend with someone who's bringing you down, who's making you feel insignificant, inferior, it's betraying yourself. And we cannot allow ourselves to do that anymore. This is way easier said than done. Way, way, way easier. But what I've been doing my own life is... Yeah, so once I kind of acknowledge, when I'm straight with myself, like I actually can't stand that person and their small thinking and their, you know, the way that they just criticize everyone who takes risks and takes chances and they sit at home with their boring life and hand out advice, even though they hate everything about their own lives. That drives me crazy, right? And then I have, to, when I go and I'm fake because I, I don't actually say what I want to say, which is, Sometimes I want to slap you, you know? Like, when I actually am honest with myself about that, it's like, how can I, how can I proceed? And this is the hard part, depending on who that person is in your life as well. So what I've found with certain people that you can't necessarily move away from, it's putting boundaries up, boundaries around your time, your energy, your feelings, you know? Taking the power out of it. But with other people that you can move away from, I've been paying attention to the energy that they bring to me. So is it me that's always initiating stuff? Is it me that gives a lot of energy and they barely show up? Or, you know, that sort of thing. I'm going to approach it with the same amount of intensity and energy and excitement that they bring to the table, right? Then what happens? Well, then you start paying attention. And what happened? I actually started doing this years ago, that I just stopped chasing the people that I was always showing up for. And guess what? They never came back, ever. There was one in particular who used to complain to another friend about me, but she never picked up the phone and called me. It's like, are you serious? And as you grow, because in the background, we're doing this work on ourselves, on our own self-worth. So we go, what the actual beep, right? Like I deserve better than a friend who can't even be bothered to pick up the phone and text, let alone ring me. I've been doing this work for six years. And you can think of all the things that you've done and all the amazing ways that you've shown up for them. And because we're working on ourselves and we're recognizing how awesome we are, it is much easier to step back, to remove the emotion, to look at that situation objectively and go, actually, no, nah, that's not even about me. That's them. And yeah, as opposed to being hurt and rejected because they aren't a very good friend, which is what I used to do for years. I would look at other people's behavior and somehow make it my fault. You know, someone who, who never, I don't know, I don't want to say too much, but let's say someone who, yeah, who never picks up the phone and rings you. And I would go, oh, it's because I'm not good enough. No, actually, it's because they are a insert expletive of choice, right? Or 
on top of that, like just because other people aren't good at communication. Now I'm, I'm actually going to say exactly what I mean here. I'm not about enabling that. For me, I feel like people will show you how they feel. They will show you if you are important to them. So I'm personally, it doesn't sit well for me to have a friend that shows up once every year and acts as if everything's fine. You know, I have, I've had friends, you know, for 12, 10, whatever years and we can be, we could, we could see each other that much, but there's still that connection. There's still like a, a call or a text or all that sort of thing. So we know that we're busy, but we know that that respect is still there. People that just sort of flake out and then flake back in, to me, that's not acceptable. And that's my particular boundary. And I think that's really important that we actually know what our own standards are. And also, have you guys done that languages of love quiz? It's free. You could do it online and it is enlightening. It teaches you about the way that you receive love. So it's very interesting to bring that into your relationships because see for me, of the five different qualities, I had three equal. Quality time, quality, is it quality touch? Touch. Um, and then words of affirmation. So really in order to really make me feel like a priority you need to be around you need to make time for me and you need to talk real you know be be open be I mean I don't really do superficial chit chat you know I don't want to talk about the weather unless something crazy happened but I like talking about real things that matter so my friends as you can imagine are these extraordinary deep insightful impactful people who show up and they come to your birthday party even if they don't want to and they they do things that are thoughtful and you always know where you stand because they tell you there's no games you know and for me that's so important so for people in my life who don't do that they don't show up you know those and coming back to the, the languages of love they don't like I'm a hugger right I hug everyone so I like hugs. Hugs express and communicate a lot to me. So hug me, right? <laughs> um, and, and say things to me, talk to me in a real way. Or talk to me and make time for me, you know? One of my best friends, he taught me so much about this. So you know how everyone's attached to their cell phones all the time? He's quite old school. Like, he actually rings me on the phone. He's one of the only people that do these days. And when you go out to dinner with him, his phone goes on silent and it goes into his pocket and it stays there for the duration of the evening. Not even if you get up and go to the bathroom. It won't be out. And holy moly, you feel so important. You feel so loved and so valued when someone literally makes you the entire focus of their world for four hours, you know? And so for me, that is really important. So all these sort of things like, because you've also got to understand that other people have different languages of love. So while someone else might think that their language of love might be gifts or acts of service, right? So they, they might feel really important and fine. If I sent them a birthday present every year and didn't ring them, they might be totally fine with that. So it's also understanding the people around you and how they are, right? But when none of these things are happening, it's like, okay, 
take back my power. Why am I continually putting myself in a position to feel hurt or to betray myself by letting people in and close to me who aren't treating me the way that I deserve? And how can I protect myself? How can I put boundaries up? And then how can I allow more people in who are going to treat me properly? And I feel like a lot of the time, our family can be who we choose. And it's just amazing how people just pop up in your life and you can't imagine that they were never there. But they feel more like family than some of your actual family do. You know? I was chatting to my friend. She's actually my accountant the other day. And she's a bit older than me and... um, She's from down south in New Zealand, so she rolls her R's and um, she's this bogan, hardcore bogan. And if you know me, I am no bogan at all. And she's this like rock chick, you know? And we were cracking up the other day, going to dinner, and we were talking about how it's such an unlikely match, her and I, that we'd be such good friends. But then we both remembered so vividly the first time that we met and how we both knew straight away it was like honestly it was like love at first sight and I feel like that happens quite often it's like this knowing this familiarity this safety and I totally have adored her ever since and that's the thing you know when we are doing this work on ourselves in the background where we're building up our own self-esteem and and recognizing our own value it means that when we come across people who we think are amazing we actually believe that we deserve them and we believe that that they would want to create time for us because we have things to offer and we know it and so to kind of wrap up this having your own back thing is so important because at the end of the day everyone in our lives is going to let us down at some point it might be massive it might be small I mean Come on, for those of us who are in relationships, how often do we hurt each other without meaning to? You know, it just happens. We're all human. But we must have our own backs at all times. And that starts so significantly with the way that we speak to ourselves and our own voice and really paying attention to it. Because when you do, it's actually quite shocking. If you've never done it before, you actually start hearing the, the things that you say to yourself it might disturb you a little bit and then it's going to start to open your eyes when you actually just start being really attentive to all those things that you say to yourself you know if you when you drop something do you tell yourself that you're stupid I hear it all the time all the time people say this I'm such a this I'm such a that it's like why do you own that why do you internalize that Pick something else. Pick something like actually useful. But having our own backs means that it's the good and the ugly, right? It means that we can push ourselves to grow, to be better, to to chase those things down that you want to do but that you're too afraid to do. And, and to go after these things not because you're not good enough as you are, but because you're so good, you're so loved and valued, you have so much to give and to offer, that it would be a crime for you not to. Because people need what you have. They need you. They need what you can do, what you can bring. And that 
that shift means that you will then be able to put yourself way out there, be bold, be daring. And as you do that, as you are vulnerable, you make it okay for other people to be vulnerable. You make it okay for us to have these conversations and you'll be amazed at the tribe of supporters that will appear because so many of us struggle with the same things but we're just not talking about it. And we're all struggling with this insecurity thing and so many of the people that I meet in this like business world, we've all got these massive callings and these massive dreams and massive abilities. If only we could get out of our own way and start having our own backs, start backing ourselves and start just going for it. No excuses. And coming from a place of, I am worthy, I am valued, I am loved, I am more than enough just as I am. So yeah, I hope that was useful for you guys. It was definitely useful for me. And I will be back next week. And hey, if anyone has any suggestions or ideas or anything that you'd like to talk more about, let me know. I'm more than open to your suggestions. So have a, have a great week, friends, and I'll see you soon. Bye.